Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. We got another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game with Mr. Barry Coleman. Um, I do not have any other other uh, co-host today, so it's going to be all on me. So I won't be doing too much drinking today. It'll be me being focused this time around. All right. Uh, before we, hey, we got a very, very, very special guest today. I think this is going to be a, a pretty good interview. Just from talking to her uh, a few moments ago. But uh, before I get to the get to the guest, let's go ahead and do the quote of today. All right, and I think this quote is going to go well with my uh, guest for today. If you're always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. Wow! Now, hey, this Miss uh Maya Angelou. So uh, hey, I I think this one right here, this this particular guest, she gonna she gonna share some uh, information with her her nursing journey. And not only that, she's gonna share her business and stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna be in her classroom. I'm gonna be sitting in the front row, attentive. <laughs> I'm put my my cell phone down, and I'm a, I'm gonna tune in. So with all that being said, hey, how are you today, Nurse Lala? I am great. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna start start the show off just like I do every one of them. Okay. Tell everybody tell everybody where you're from. I am originally born and raised in Mansfield, Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, now I got to ask. Uh is that northern or, or south? It's it's northwest Louisiana. Is that close to Shreveport? Yes. It's I'm approximately mm. 30 miles south of Shreveport. Oh, okay. All right, then. Hey. Yeah. I, you know, where I'm from, uh, I'm from like the Mobile area. They used to say Shreveport is the, uh, the ratchet city. <laughs> of Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, well, hey, you know, Lil Booster said, hey, do the ratchet. Hey, hey that way he said? Shreveport is the ratchet city. So I, I would just, you know, you from that never, area. I know he's talked about, being, you know, stuff being ratchet, but I didn't know he called Shreveport ratchet. Oh, okay. Hey, I, I was just, I was just wondering, you know, I thought I had heard in one of his songs. Okay. Well, um, it's nowhere I want to live, but I mean, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm home, that's the, the nearest city. And so they have what we need um, as, okay. far as, you know, the, the major stores, a mall, you know, things like that, you know, restaurants, um, right. my town is, is pretty small. Pretty smart. Okay. All right then. All right. 
So, um, hey, next question. Um, tell everybody how you got into nursing. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. And actually, I just um, wrote this in my newly published book. I shared my journey. And so, to be honest with you, I didn't start to think about what I wanted to do with myself past high school until I had a scheduled appointment with the counselor. You know, they meet with students, you know, and this was probably 10th or 11th grade. And so they asked me, what do you want to do after high school? And I didn't have a plan. And I was like, I don't know. And so I was like, what can you do? You know, I said, I'm going to find a job. He was like, what kind of job? I don't know. (laughs) Right. So they shared the options with me of going to college um, or the military or something like that or going to a vocational school. So I listened to the options. And then he was like, let me pull up your grades and see where you're at. So pulled up my grades and like I was number within 10, the top 10 of 120 students, I think at the time, I was like, wow, you know, he was like, yeah, you definitely probably should go to college. I was like, okay. And so college was something that I really didn't hear anything about but I was very much interested in it. So he was like, what do you think you could do? I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. Um, He was like, well, you keep your grades up like this. You know, college is expensive, so you can get an academic scholarship. So I was like, okay, great. So I made sure, you know, before I wasn't even focused on my grades, you know, but Mm -hmm. by the grace of God, you know, they were good. And I genuinely have always enjoyed learning. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, you know, I'm, I'm not too old to learn. I have a master's degree, but I'm still learning every day. And I appreciate that. But he shared the options with me, piqued my interest in college. And then I thought, what could I do when I grow up? And then Um, At the time, my grandmother ended up being diagnosed with a terminal illness. And so I had an aunt who was a nurse. And I remember her teaching us and teaching her how to care for her colostomy. And so I thought about that. And then I thought about all the times that I went to the doctor You know, it was always the nurse that I felt the most comfortable with because they were you know, they they were just nurturing and made me feel safe and all of those types of things. And so I thought, okay, I I think I want to be a nurse. And so that's what piqued my interest initially. So the summer comes around, I am fully ready to go to college, okay? I have my dorm picked out. I have my orientation schedule. I have my meal plans, everything ready to go. I'm just waiting on August, whatever. Well, some kind of way fear creeped in. Okay. And I started to doubt myself. And because no one in my family had really gone to college and finished, you know, my aunt was like the only person I could think of on my dad's side, but my grandmother on my mom's side, I had 10 children. 
nobody went to college. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really see that and it wasn't talked about. So I started doubting myself and thinking, you know, maybe this this is a little bit too big for me. So then I said, let me call the army recruiter or a recruiter. And I flipped through the yellow pages. You know, we had the yellow pages back then. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And so I flipped through, found a recruiter's office and I decided maybe I should go to the military instead of college. Okay. So went in, talked to them. They looked up my ASVAB scores and they were like, wow, you did really good. And I was like, yeah, I, I said, I'm I'm scheduled to go to college, but I'm not really sure that that's the best thing for me. I just w- want a better life for myself and I don't want to fail. You know, no one in my family has really done college. And, you know, so I was just wanting to look at other options. And so he was like, well, what's your GPA and all of that? I told him I had a scholarship. He was like, now, I'm going to tell you, if I was your daddy, You'll be going to college. I'll tell you, you need to go to college. (laughs) Right. Right. So he said, what you can do is go to college, do the military part-time, do the reserves. And if you find out that college is not, you know, the right thing for you because it's not for everyone, then at least you're already in the military. All you have to do is just sign up to go full-time. I was like, okay, well, that sounds like a good plan. He said, I would hate for you to throw away your scholarship, never even attempt it based on, you know, self-doubt. So that was the beginning of me getting into nursing. And so started my first year, everything went well. Um, Then he scheduled me to go to basic training the summer after my first year got through that. That's a whole nother story. But um, went back and decided to continue on. And I met this girl named Micah, who was an acquaintance of one of my friends, but she was, I think, a, a year or two older. But she was talking about how she had just failed out of the nursing program. Mm. And then I was like, okay, Maybe I should reconsider something else. So my friend, Naomi, who I met in the dorms, she was our neighbor. She was initially in nursing as well. So that's how we kind of bonded because we were both going to major in nursing. Well, she decided that she was going to do health information management. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm not about to fail at nursing by myself. So (laughs) I changed my major. (laughs) To hers, to health information management, okay? Based Mm -hmm. on somebody else's experience, okay? And long story short, September the 11th happened. I had 72 hours notice to drop from school. I had to go full-time. My unit was called, and I had to go serve at Fort Polk. And so I was a military police officer, and I did that. And it was a class there at Fort Polk, a combat lifesaver class that I had to take that redirected me back to my original passion to be a nurse. The moment Mm. we had to practice IVs, 
on our fellow soldiers, you know, because you might mm-hmm. see that out in the field. I was right. like, I got to do nursing. Like, I want to take care of, you know, wounded or sick people, you know? And so I made up my mind that day that whenever I was released, I was going to go back and I was going to complete my nursing journey. And that's exactly what I did. And I actually did very well in school, continued. And I was selected as the featured nursing student for my graduating class. So uh, what an honor and a surprise. And um, I'm just so glad God directed me back to where I needed to be. And nursing is absolutely my purpose and my passion. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Hey, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. When I asked that question, I didn't know you were going to go on that long soliloquy, but I appreciate it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. It's, 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 no, no, no. That's a good thing. I want you to get it all out right on here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to rewind. It's a lot of stuff you said. I'm going to try to unpack it slowly. Okay. Uh, I think you you were blessed as to you had some people that you didn't know, like your counselor. Uh, I think it was your counselor in high school. Right. That, uh, you know, just so happy you, you've you been making good grades and they actually encourage you to uh, go to college. That's one. Yeah. And then, because, uh, I mean, I have um, interviewed people and then, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, my the the person that kind of steered me away from from uh failing school was Michael Metz. And he said back when he was in school, a teacher told him that uh, you know, he said he wanted to be a lawyer. But the teacher was said, Hey, you ain't um I don't think uh, you know, people of your color are may not to be lawyers, you know. Wow, do so do something with your hands. You know, be a be a be a carpenter or something like that. So, and you know, just so that you know, um, just because you got a counselor that was honest with you and uh, encouraged you to go to school, man, that's that's a influential. Uh, that was a good that was a good thing. Uh, also, um, I heard that um, your auntie, I seem like it never fails. Anytime I'm interviewing somebody, it's either they mama or they auntie. That's a nurse. It's always it's, <laughs> it never it never fail. It's always an auntie luring in the in the darkness. She's a nurse, and you know it just seems like people just gravitate towards that. And I'm saying that on the standpoint of my teacher. He say when you take a picture of a classroom, you're gonna first look for somebody that look like you. Yeah, and so you're gonna that's, it's only uh, by nature you're gonna do that. And so you saw your auntie and then, you know, through your grandmama uh, avenue was presented to where your auntie could show you how to do stuff. And it seemed like you gravitated towards that that moment in time. And then you kind of find your purpose in that. And it took you a little while, which, it, it you know, people have life things going on. So I want to talk about just a fast forward, my long little soliloquy. Well, what nursing school did you go to? And then... Tell me some of the struggles that you went through while you was in nursing school. Or did you get it while you was in military? Well, the military was a whole different world. Mm. But it was good. And I'm so glad. I do not regret at all joining. Mm-hmm. Now, when he talked to me, he was like, so you want to do nursing? Do you want to, 
you know, do something health related. Well, the school, which would be equivalent to an LPN um, in the civilian world, was like a year and a half in San Antonio. And I had Mm. never been away from home for that long. So I was like, no, that's too long. I don't know if I could, you know, be away that long. So he talked to me about some other options. And basically the police officer, I think it was 17 weeks for the additional specific military police training. So I was like, yeah, let me do that. (laughs) But uh, definitely was not my cup of tea. But I learned some valuable life skills. I learned how to be responsible at a young age. I learned Mm -hmm. accountability because they hold you accountable for your actions. I learned how to respect authority, which is important. You know, um, you can't just do what you want to do. So I learned some life skills that, that I believe set me up to be a good employee and have good work ethics. Okay. But I went to Louisiana Tech University And one of the challenges, I guess, I would say I had was the fact that I was the only one in the program that looked like me. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was different. And so Louisiana Tech is primarily not a minority college, okay? So, but I heard good things about it, and I actually was in dance line my first two years of high school, so we went to camp there, and it was a beautiful campus, so, you know, I just kind of felt like I would like to maybe try that college since I've been there before, right? So, I didn't even really know anything about HBCUs. Like I said, I didn't know much about college at all. So it was actually two of us that started in the program and the other black girl, she failed out after the first semester. So it was just Mm. me. And so although the people were wonderful, the instructors were wonderful. I, you know, connected with a lot of persons of, you know, other race and they were great, but you always have this feeling that maybe you don't belong. And, you know, it's just the feeling I had, but I did not let it, you know, stop me from, you know, communicating and mingling with them, getting to know them and them getting to know me. But I still, in the back of my mind, felt like I didn't belong. And that was because I didn't see enough people that look like me. Mm-hmm. So hey, that would be my struggle that I had. Okay, I understand that feeling. Um, I, I'm from a little country town called Jackson, Alabama. And um, I went down to Mobile, to the University of South Alabama. It was like 120, 130 folks in there. I think it was like nine black. And of course, I was the only black male. So I can understand exactly the... Um, being in a room full of auditorium full of people and still feeling alone. So I I, I can totally understand where you're coming from when you say that. Um, So once you uh, you graduated from Louisiana Tech, what type of job did you have coming out of school? Okay. So I was, 
you know, once I finished school, I was just like, okay, let's do this. I want to explore the world. So I decided that I was moving and Mm. I actually moved to Texas directly from nursing school. So I moved to the Dallas area and I took a cardiac critical care residency Mm -hmm. um, position and started, you know, there at Arlington Memorial Hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, tell those that do not know, most nursing students don't know about nurse residency programs. I'm assuming that's what you got into, right? Yes. And this was back in 2006. And, you know, these programs were not standard, you know, because I moved here from Texas to Arkansas and they weren't even doing residencies. I think this was around 08. So, you know, highly recommended. Highly Highly recommended. Okay. So I, and and I try to tell people, uh, uh, nursing students now about that, especially from where I'm from, because it's such a small market and it's, I would say Mobile is like a city of about 200,000, but they got like five or six nursing programs. So they always producing nurses. So, you know, it's kind of hard if you want to do something outside of just mid surge, it's hard to get into those specialties. So um, I always try to encourage people to type uh, go to Google, type in nurse registry, and if you're able to travel, move away. Yes, and, 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 and go and go and try to and pursue your uh, your dream, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. So with the nurse residency, you know, because I started off in critical care, cardiac critical care, it was a great experience. And what residencies do is they give you that focus specialized training. So in nursing school, you learn about everything. So that's basically what med surge is. Everything that you could possibly learn and do, you know, in nursing for every single body system. But the nurse residency programs, you know, like I said, they give you focus, individualized, special training so that you can be successful in that particular specialty. And I enjoyed cardiac very much, but it was a bit much for me as a new nurse, because as as a new nurse, you are still learning your time management and all of those things, how to be a nurse. And so I was tripled up every day and I just felt unsafe practicing. So that's how I got back into med surge and I went to a neuro unit on the floor from the critical care. So I know a lot of people are not a fan of med surge, but I have to say I'm the nurse I am because of my med surge experience. Okay. Hence med surge nursing LLC. So I highly recommend students to get some med surge experience first, but that's, that's kind of off topic. So anyhow, I highly recommend nurse residency programs for new grads. And it's okay not to do med surge first. I'm just saying that's that's what I would encourage you to do. Um, Since I did have my critical care experience initially, and I just, I struggled, you know, with keeping up. And I was a, a good student, you know, it's not like 
I wasn't, you know, I barely passed nursing. I mean, I was a good student. I graduated with a 3.5. And so I just felt like my med surge experience that I have had has really made the difference in the type of nurse that I am. So. All right, then. Um, I'm glad you said it because on this platform, I have been telling folks, if you don't want to do mid-surge, try to uh, join a, if you're in nursing school, this is what I tell them. I'm uh-huh. going to bag it up. I'm going to tell you the whole story. That way you can go ahead and uh, and tell your story. All right? Or you can tell us how to uh, make mid-surge work for us. Okay. All right. As a nursing student, the nursing schools, they more so cater their curriculum towards Made surge because that's where you're gonna more likely that's where you're gonna get your first job and they want you to be successful in company. I can't even say the word right now, but um they want you to be successful on your first job, and um that's the reason why they primarily focus on mid surge because that's gonna be the floor that's gonna hire you first, more likely, unless you know somebody. All right, so I've been telling folks, hey, if you don't want to do mid surge, join an association. Me, I wanted to be in the operating room. Okay. So if I had if I had a chance to do it over again, I would join the Association of Operating Room Nurses while I'm in nursing school and get to know some people. Yeah. That way, and then by the time I get ready to graduate, I already know a couple of managers that can, that's going to make the decision on who to hire. Mm-hmm. And then just go through that. Or either, even if I don't know anybody, I would try to apply to an operating room nurse registered program. And then work my way through that and gain my experience and then go from there. So that's what I've been telling folks. So you on that other end, and that's the reason why I wanted to uh, interview you, because uh, you said so, you know, you had the med surge or uh, LLC. And I was like, OK, this is uh, a different opinion. <laughs> I, I, I would uh, greatly appreciate this if she open to sharing. So go ahead and tell us the benefits of starting off on med surge. Okay, so the benefits of med surge, I am so glad you asked this question. And I do want to say what you've been telling them as far as joining, you know, one of those associations or applying for a nurse residency program, that's excellent advice. Okay, very strategic if you absolutely are sure that you don't want to do med surge. And I believe that there's a place for everybody. Okay, med surge is not for everybody, but I'm just saying I recommend it because you're going to be a well-rounded nurse, okay? Mm. So, like, I started off in ICU. My patients, most of them did not talk to me. They're on the ventilator. They're sedated, right? right? So I can't communicate someone else's needs for them. I can't advocate and things like that. Those are skills that you're not going to get in certain areas. But med surge allows you to do that because you're taking care of five patients at a time. And right. they all have different needs. OK, so you might have to talk to a social worker about this particular situation. They can't afford their medications or you might have to coordinate with physical therapy um, and different things like that for them. And what I like about that is you get to see the whole picture, like every possible need the patient has 
if it's not being met, that's where you, the nurse, step in. And if it's something spiritual, they're having a terminal diagnosis, you're able to comfort them, you know, Mm -hmm. be caring and compassionate towards them. And I'm a real emotional person. And so I get, you know, like nursing is my thing. Like I love it. And so people think I'm crazy. I know because I have a master's degree and I've went back to the bedside, (laughs) but I love it. And I can honestly say I'm probably going to, I could, I could do this 10 more years to be, be honest at the bedside. And I've already been a nurse for 15 years, but um, nevertheless, yes, I told you I graduated in 06. Well, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You said that and it didn't click. And then I'm I'm looking at your face now. I'm like, she probably a good, I would say 35, but I ain't going to ask you your age. Don't don't even respond to that. Don't respond to that. I just go keep going. I don't want to. Yeah. But so med surge, not only do you learn like your advocacy skills, but you learn to connect with patients, you know, on a personal level because they're not sedated and on the vent, right? Right. You learn how to time manage. You have five patients. So not only do you have to manage your time well, you have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And so like I said, med surge, it's going to make you a well-rounded nurse, okay? Now, med surge is hard, okay? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is hard. It's difficult. People get burned out, okay? Because it's a lot. But what I would tell a new grad, you know, do one to two years at least first in med surge, then explore your other options. I got a question. I work as an operating room nurse, okay? Mm-hmm. I started out when I first got out of nursing school. Of course, I tried to get into the operating room. I was in Mobile, Alabama. I didn't know anybody. And so I tried to when I first got out of school and they, I wasn't given that privilege. I applied, but, you know, of course, I didn't get the job. Okay, that's fine. So I started off on mid-search. As I created a game plan to get into the operating room, I worked as a a mid-search nurse. Mm Now. The thing that I have learned about med-search nurses, or at least the ones that I have worked with, and I turn to work with, I work on a first post-surgical um, floor, uh-huh. as well as well as being an operating room nurse. So I get I, I get the specialty, and then I get the med-search look. All right, the ones that's on the floor, they feel like they are stuck on the med-search floor. Now, you got to tell us. How do we get on the floor to the specialist if that's what we want to do? Keep going. Okay. So with med surge, you're not stuck. Okay. Mm. It's all about when you want to go and do something different. It's all about how do you present yourself? So Mm. one of the other things that, you know, I've started doing because I, I helped out one of my nursing friends. She was an APRN. And she graduated with her master's the same time I did and had not mm-hmm. secured a full-time job yet. And I'm like, let me look at your resume. L- let me just see your resume because, sis, you have 24 years of nursing experience and you're not even getting called for an interview at all? 
So I'm wrong. So it's all about how you're presenting yourself. So it's not that you're stuck in med search. If you're not able to present yourself on paper, the different skills that you have acquired, then you're just going to look basic. And so anyways, um, if you're wanting to level up your resume, I have I also have a professional development website that I have a course. Now, it's geared toward the new nurse graduate, but I think it will be helpful for anyone who has tried to get out of med surge and or anyone who's applied for a job and not, you know, been called for an interview. I have never applied for a job and not been called. Every job that I have attempted to apply for, I have been called for an interview. And there's two jobs that I did not get, you know, the position for. One of those was a, a cath lab position, okay? Because, you know, I started off in cardiac. I didn't really have, you know, cath lab experience. And I was still fairly, you know, new. This was new. the option I was trying to go to from the CCU, the critical care unit. Right. So I wasn't selected, but. I secured an interview and I'm sure they probably selected someone with more experience. But Mm -hmm. like I said, every job I have applied for, I have been called and called every time. The only other job that I haven't, I didn't get was when I initially applied for a nurse educator position and I wasn't selected. They selected someone else. And it wasn't because I wasn't the most qualified candidate because the person they selected had a BSN degree and had less experience than me. And that that's just a whole nother situation. You know, things like that happen. But it wasn't because I wasn't qualified. And then, long story short, they ended up calling me because they had someone leave and emergently wanted to hire me. Um, later. But I had already interviewed. They said, we've already interviewed you. We really liked you. Um, but it wasn't our decision at the time. It was the the chairperson's decision. But, you know, everyone in the room really wanted to have you then. And so um, since the chairperson has left, we want to see if if we can get you over here because you won't have to re re-interview or anything like that, we can just go ahead and and drop your contract. Mm, So anyway, you have to be able to present yourself on paper in order to secure an interview. And then the interview is a whole different process. You know, it's two parts to getting a job, the resume and then the interview. Now, one thing I would say is um, I want to double back really quickly for the new grads about the nurse residencies real quick. One of the things that was offered to me was relocation assistance. So I was able to move from Louisiana to Texas. They basically paid for it. I moved from Texas to Arkansas and the hospital paid for it. Okay, all I had to do for Arkansas was just work there for one year, but I didn't even have a requirement when I moved from Louisiana to Texas. So that's another option to add um, potential employers for four. And I'm telling you, when you present yourself on paper, 
as an excellent candidate, they will hire you on the spot. And that's what happened to me in Texas. I had five interviews set up, right? Because I'm a new grad, you know, and Texas is big. So they got people coming all over interviewing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think I made it to the second interview because I interviewed at Medical City, Dallas. Then I had to drive to Arlington, to Arlington Memorial. I was hired on the spot at Arlington Memorial. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking this because based on that traffic in Dallas, I don't want to do that. This is more simple over here. (laughs) Right. So I never made it to Fort Worth. I had to cancel that one. Um, I also had another one at Presbyterian in Dallas the next day. I canceled that one. And I had one, I think, in like Bedford or somewhere like that on the outskirts. But I canceled that one. I wouldn't put my eggs all in one basket, you know, apply to multiple areas or multiple hospitals and, you know, see what's the best fit. Okay. Hi. You say it a lot right there. Um, let me be honest with you. I can't even remember where to go. I know. I- I feel like I'm just a rambler. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, hey, you're not a rambler. You're not a rambler. But I want to get to your business. Oh, that's oh, the yeah. question. Your business. Now, this was the main reason why I wanted you on our show. Okay. So I want you to tell everybody your business, name of your business, how to get in touch with you. You saying pretty much how to uh, gain an interview through showcasing your your abilities on paper with that is a skill set and it is prices so i want you to um give the audience just a snippet uh you can go as long as you want you can you can elaborate as long as you want talk about your business and talk about uh all of the things that you offer okay so it's 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 kind of a difficult story on how med search nursing came about okay um, and mm-hmm. I bet you said not another long one. <laughs> no, no, no. But I want to hear it. Keep going. Hear me out because I'm not a businesswoman. Like, I've never thought about having a business. So what happened is in 2020, um, it was a very tragic year for me. I lost both of my parents mm. um, on top of going back into the hospital to the bedside. Um, I was team lead for two COVID units. Well, at the time, they weren't COVID, but they ended up being COVID. Um, So I was on the front line, um, team lead. Now, I mean, the week after my mom's funeral, the country shut down and and COVID was happening. So at one point, I was trying to, you know, manage three COVID units at a time because of the surge. So on top of dealing with loss, on top of dealing with COVID in itself, and then being team lead, then trying to pick myself back up. Soon as I try to pick myself up, put myself back together, feel like I'm on the right path. My my dad falls sick um, a month later after my, my birthday. And then he ended up passing away the week of Thanksgiving. Mm. So, um, and then... I was just like, after the holidays, my spirits, I I just got depressed, okay? I got depressed, and I could not pick myself back up. Then on top of that, my uncle, a dear uncle of mine, passed away. 
just mm. retired, wonderful person, you know, just so unexpected, wasn't sick, you know, you know, had a little, little heart problems, but, you know, maintained his appointments, kept his meds and all of that, you know, but lost a dear uncle. And so at that point, after losing three family members in a year's time, I decided, okay, let me get my stuff together. I started writing out my will. Mm. I started, you know, getting serious about making sure that I explain what, what everything is. So my son, you know, so things won't be in question. I made sure I organized all my insurance papers and everything in one spot. But when I wrote my will, I wrote my will for a certain percentage of my retirement to go to Louisiana Tech University, my alma mater, my first love. (laughs) And I I wanted it to go, and I still do, in honor of a nursing school scholarship for minority students in the future, you know, to give back to the next generation of nurses. And Mm -hmm. so... Um, It kind of sounds morbid, but then something weird happened where I was like, wow, it would be nice to be able to witness giving back to the next generation of nurses versus only doing it when I pass away. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was literally in a two weeks time. I had taken a month off for mental health reasons from work. Because I needed it, okay? I was Mm -hmm. sleep deprived. I was emotional, depressed, crying at home, crying at work. And it was during my month off um, that I decided in the last two weeks that maybe I should start an organization to help give back to the next generation of nurses. But then I was like, oh, with nonprofits, you have to, you know, go out, secure donations and things like that. And I was like, I don't have time to do that. So the next best thing was to create a business. And so I really didn't have a business plan. I didn't have any concrete ideas. I just knew I needed to create something. And maybe if I sold my educational experience or or something, I can get funds to fund my scholarships. And Mm -hmm. so literally, I was like, what could I call it? And I was like, well, I'm nationally certified in med surge. I highly recommend it. You know, I served with the ANCC for a couple of years on the med surge nursing national certification board. I was like, I'm just going to call it med surge nursing LLC. (laughs) And I'm literally just thought of it. And then I typed in on the computer how to start a business, like literally In a matter of two weeks, I applied and I've literally been figuring it out as I go. Okay, I'm winging it, to be honest. I'm just saying, I'm winging it. And so I have created a line of products, designed them for nurse educators because I'm a nurse educator. And one of the things that I always wanted was like, nurse educator merch. You know, I was proud to be a nurse educator. And when I was looking around for stuff, I was like, "Eh, that's really not my taste. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really like it. So my head just started spinning about the different things that I could create. So 
that's where the nurse educator line of products come from. Not only that, but they kept looking over me as the clinical instructor. I was like, okay, I'm wearing black scrubs. The students are in gray. I have my name badge up here. Like, why are you looking for me? I'm right here. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I feel like I need to have a shirt that says nurse educator. You know what I'm saying? So again, that's how the nurse educator stuff came about. So then I was like, I'm proud to be a nurse and I'm proud to be med surge board certified. I'm proud of my med surge experience. So that's where I initially started creating the med surge um, brand of T-shirts. And I've been figuring out the designs and graphics and stuff. And so I I, I think I finally got it because I'm really liking what I created here. And um, so anyway, so I've created products and then I have a few services, professional development services that I'm going to be launching. Um, I have the resume workshop. I also have a coaching program because I want to be able to coach nurses on developing a quality improvement project because I think that's very important uh, for nursing and for patients and just for overall, you know, to have a, a good positive impact in the clinical environment. And then the other part of my coaching program is I want to coach those who have something that they need to write about. I want to walk them through the process of writing their own book, okay? And I'm not a self-proclaimed New York's bestseller, but what I can tell you is it's liberating to mm-hmm. have an idea and actually work on that idea and see it come to pass. Like my Adventures in Nursing book, this is something that I've wanted I've had an idea about sharing at some point in my life, but I made it in children's form to share my story on how I overcame fear and how I became a nurse and hopefully encourage them, you know, that even though you're not the first person in your family, you can do it. Whatever you're thinking about, you can do it. So anyways, I have books. um, I have shirts you know, office things for the educators. And then, like I said, I have um, a couple of workshops. My professional development site is up, but it's everything that I'm planning to do is not complete yet. So it's a work in progress. So, but my resume workshop, what I'll say is if you have um, some followers, I will give them a free code to one of them to access the resume workshop. I'm a giver and I like to give. And um, so one of your followers can have free access. So you can, you know, create, you know, that little whatever you do on your platform. And then I'll Mm -hmm. make sure on my end, I get them what they need. Um, you just email me, let me know who it is, and and I can send you the code or or whatever so they can access it for free, okay? Okay. So, yeah. So, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's good. I mean, you, you're a real, you are a well-seasoned nurse. Most times, <laughs> the well-seasoned nurses, they have a lot to share, and that's what, I, that's what this platform is for, and I appreciate it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said before, I always thought about nursing as a bedside thing. 
Mm-mm. Ever since I have started this platform here lately, I've been interviewing a lot of uh, nursing entrepreneurs. Yeah. People that's creating different lanes within nursing, but they're not by the big side. And um, what I mean by that, have multiple streams of revenue. If you ain't learned nothing else from this pandemic, you might want to have more than one way to make some money. Because yeah. a, lot, a lot of people have uh, lost jobs. And um, those jobs may or may not be coming back. So um, for those that are listening in, um, how, what's the name of your website? Um, so my website is MedSurgeNursingLLC.com. I'm also uh, MedSurgeNursingLLC on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel as well that I've created. It's very new. And so I'm planning to upload some things to that here in the future. So subscribe there. Um, It's mainly going to be for the nursing students, you know, and I know it's a thousand people that have things out on YouTube, but I I still think, you know, I'm going to share what I want to share because I I love nursing at the bedside and taking care of patients, but I, I really enjoy Um, students as well. And so I miss having the student teacher contact with them. And so this is something that I'm doing in my own time um, just to give back, you know, and it could be one thing that I say that helps a person, you know, Mm -hmm. um, make the right decision on the exam. So, you know, even though I don't have a great big following, a lot of followers or anything like that, if I make a difference in one person's life, I've done what I've needed to do. Okay. I've made a difference. Right. Uh, and, and I'm going to say this. Um, it was a saying out there. If you give me one person, I can create a hundred. So everything in life starts off small and it grow into something big. So, yeah. you know, it, it really don't matter about the number of followers that you have at the beginning, you you just want to have a lot of impact on those few at the beginning, and it'll grow. I promise you, it will word of mouth will get out. Well, thank you for for that um, reminder. That's good impact. Mm-hmm. I like that. impact. Yes, yeah. Impact. Don't worry about the the finance. The fine. You know, a lot of times people get into business for the finance, which is cool. But if you have a impact on someone. That particular individual know somebody. If it ain't nothing but man, um, like for me, I give you a great example. Like um, CRNA, uh, my co-host, she is CRNA because we have started this platform and um things of that nature. Because I had a relationship with her. Now I got a, a relationship with a lot of other people that I wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It grows from it stems from one thing to another. And so I, I also want to tell you, thank you for starting that scholarship because I had started my own scholarship. I and just have Yeah, and just having an impact on somebody else, it it moves you in a different direction. It, it's a totally different feeling. Um, yeah. You know, you could do something for yourself. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I like to go to the wine winery and drink wine and relax. <laughs> but, um, it, when I, I saw recently, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, my one of my scholarship recipients graduated from um, nursing school, from the nursing school I went to. And man, I gave her a plaque or whatever. And, you know, just a picture of us uh, when we um, 
when she got the scholarship or whatever, I was like, man, it just, it just, um, it's a totally different feeling, man. It just is. Totally, it's just a totally different feeling, man. And it really, and people think about the dollar amount. It's really not about the dollar amount. It's just that you can have an impact on somebody else. Yeah. And see, with me, like, um, I grew up on welfare, okay? So my mom didn't finish high school. So we, I can, we were poor. Okay. So when I say I was on my own, I was on my own in college. So when people were graduating from nursing school, they were taking NCLEX review courses. I couldn't afford that. Okay. The hospital paid for me to move. Um, the military funds that I had, um, I had to buy furniture and different things like that. So right. I I didn't have money for a review course. And so, you know, as far as the scholarship, that's why I created MedSearch Nursing LLC. I was like, because I, I don't know how to solicit. I don't have the time to solicit for donations. And so I really hate to call it a business. I like to say it's an organization because I have a mission and I want right. to give back to the next generation financially in a much bigger capacity. And so, mm-hmm. yes, I've been a nurse for 15 years. I've been a good steward over my finances and I have things in place. I'm set. My son is good. Okay. If anything happens to me, but I can't give away, you know, even though I have assets, I can't give it all away because he won't have anything. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I've created the line of products, you know, my services and professional, you know, development things and my books. So I can, you know, have this stream of income to actually do it in a, in a bigger capacity that, that I want to do. And so even if it's just the little bit that I give, help somebody have a review course or help somebody with their NCLEX fees, it's made a difference. Trust me, I would have taken $5 if somebody had it. I'm telling you, I, I would have took $5 if somebody had it and would have yeah, gracious for it. Yeah, okay? I, I come from humble beginnings. So anything <laughs> anybody does for me, I am grateful. Grateful. Okay. I understand. I understand that. Um, it seems like we have kindred spirits, especially when it comes from uh, being from rural areas. So yeah. it's a it's a different struggle. Um, not to say that the people from the city don't have a struggle, but I would say this, the biggest difference from the city and the country is even if you're in the city, you're going to bump into somebody that did something. Mm-hmm. Um, in the country, ooh-wee, it's like everybody doing their own thing. And the few that actually do make it, they don't come back and reach for the young. They, right. don't, they, don't, they don't come, they, they make it and they gone. You know, you, well, I ain't gonna say never, but you rarely see them and hear from. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it just a different feel. But uh, yes, uh, Nurse Lala, see, like we can talk all day. Uh, I'm gonna try to go ahead and wrap this up. This has been a great okay. interview. Uh, I would, um, I don't know what your schedule is, but I would love to have you on again. Okay. Here, here, here soon. This, this has been quite, quite an interview to me. I enjoyed it. 
especially since you got that military um experience. We're actually my co-host and I, we are actually looking at to do a uh military uh episode where people can tell the benefits of being in the military oh, and stuff like that. That's good. I would love to contribute um to that. So just let me know. You have my contact information. Um, so just let me know when and what time and we can make it happen because Okay. Definitely. Okay. Well, um, tell me, uh, well, not even for me, but for those that want to get into nursing, Mm -hmm. what's some sound advice you would give them? What I would tell anyone who wants to do nursing is don't do it for the money because Mm -hmm. it's hard work and it's not going to be, if it's not your passion and something you really want to do, it might not be enough money to keep you in it. It's something you got to really have a heart and desire to do. I'm telling you, because mm-hmm. it's I, I, I earn every penny I, I, I work for. I earn it. OK, mm-hmm. it's not easy. And um, so if you think it's just a way to, you know, make a come up, you're going to go through it. And then, you know, a lot of people end up leaving the profession shortly after because it's it's too much. But make mm-hmm. sure that you're really interested in it and you have a heart and passion to make an impact on, on people's health. Do it for the okay. right reasons. All right, then. Well, um, I have some questions that I like to end the show on. Okay. Just so people can know a little something about you, like some quick hitters. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. So uh, when you in Mansfield, Louisiana, right outside of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. What you like to listen to on your radio? I'm just going to be honest. You know, um, I have matured. <laughs> and, oh, my uh, goodness. So it is, it's, I mean, you're not going to believe it, but my my radio is always on a spiritual gospel radio station. So um, that's every day. Now, every now and then I venture off. And so if I venture off, let me tell you what I really like. I like neo soul. You know, I'm I'm different. I like Lettucey, you know, Kim, you know, India Ire, you know, things like that. I'm a big fan of that type of genre. Now old school R and B, not this new school stuff. I I totally (laughs) understand. When you say neo soul, you say the word Kim. I mean you say the artist Kim. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love Kim. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite Kim song? I got to hear. Uh oh, it's so many. <laughs> it is. Hey, I mean, I'm be to me, Kim is the perfect lounge Saturday afternoon, Friday afternoon. It's a perfect lounge. You drinking your nice glass of wine, and y'all, and you know, whoever you with, or you just out with your girls. Hey, it's a beautiful, nice city. That's a beautiful. It, it, I mean, he he's a. a a good artist to listen to in that city. He is. He is. Uh, he's just, everything sounds good. Everything. Even I, he made this song, Jesus is the love of my life. You know? Oh, yeah. That, I remember that. I mean, even that, like, it's a Christmas right. song. But right. I mean, it's just, ah, uh, I love him. Yeah. I, I, to uh, to me, his favorite, well, my favorite song is, uh, when love is calling your oh, name. Yes, that's like, oh, that's hey, the classic. Hey. 
Hey, that's a baby making song right there. <laughs> you, hey, well, you go up and You're going to get your other baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could happen. Now, yeah. hey, that's, a, that's a beautiful song to me. I, I love that song. So I love Man. it too. Mm-hmm. All right, there. Well, uh, name some activities that you do for fun to release your stress from COVID. Oh, that's great. Um, Med Search Nursing LLC keeps me quite busy these days, so I'm not really getting out of the house much. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when things settle down, when I get everything in order, I'm going to get back to hiking. I like to Mm. hike. I'm different now. You know, I'm not doing the typical stuff. Right. (laughs) I got into hiking. um, And then I do like to do the spa, make me spa appointments and things like that. And I just, I like road trips. So, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm turning 40 this year for my birthday. So I'm I'm not ashamed of it. But, you know, for my 40th, I've always wanted to go to Paris. And Mm. it's just not going to happen with with COVID. (laughs) I'm not getting on the plane. I'm not doing that. Um, it's just not going to happen. So I'm probably going to take a road trip somewhere. I don't know where yet, but I think I'll enjoy it. And I'm going by myself. I'm a, I'm different. I'm really an introvert. You know, I'm really an introvert. So mm, I, mean, okay. I can be social, but my preference is just to be to myself. And I enjoy uh, it. I, I can understand. paint my nails and, and, read a book, you know, or something like that and be content. I'm serious. I understand. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, since your name is Nurse Lala, I'm going to be a Dizel fan. Um, he did a movie called He Got Game. You you remember that song? Oh, with Ray Allen? No. No? Okay. All right. All right. But uh, either way, Dizel was the dad. Ray Allen, he's an NBA player. Oh, he was one. And he oh, was I know the him. Yeah, he was the son. And um, Ray Allen, the son, he was a high school basketball player. And his girlfriend name was Lala. Oh. And, yeah. And she was like some um, Puerto Rican or whatever. And I'm looking at your hair. I'm like, well, her hair just, just smooth back like that. Hey, hey, kind of, hey, I don't know what it is about the Louisiana, Mississippi girls. Hey, they had, well, I know it's song that, you know, that, Probably have the more kinky hair, but most of them they be laid down. I don't know if that a cultural thing or whatever. It just it, it just see like it just be laid down, press press right, and everything else. I was like, mm, come on, come on, talk to me. This is all kinky. You hear me? Product <laughs> oh, okay. makes this possible. Okay, mm, product. Okay, product. Right. If all you right. could see it when I blow it out, it's a uh, afro. Okay, mm. kinky, kinky, kinky. So I have, you saw, uh, this is before we actually started official. I had to take my little edge layer um, thing Uh off. (laughs) A lady (laughs) down. (laughs) So trust me, it doesn't come easy, not for me. (laughs) I look like, but um, I do have to put a little effort in it to make it lay down. (laughs) Okay. All right, then. Uh, Do you watch movies? Um, Not really. uh, mm -mm. Okay. And. I wish I could, I, I don't even turn my TV on, to be honest. I'm it's, about to get to that point. I'm so busy now. I, I really don't have time, man. I, I, I hate that. And, I, you know, I work full time. So 
Right. You know, on my off days is when I try to work on, you know, some med search nursing stuff. So that keeps right. me busy. And to be honest, ever since I went into grad school, I kind of lost my interest in TV because mm-hmm. I didn't have time to watch it. I was doing work on my days off. And right. then you know, I had clinicals. So I kind of lost my desire to even watch TV, sadly to say. And so okay. I really just pay for cable just for him, my son. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. All right. Yes. So, uh, Nay, one thing you would tell your younger self. Oh, that's good. And what I would tell my younger self is believe in me more. Mm. Believe in me. Because that was a struggle that I had. You know, I shared my story. I didn't believe in myself that I was capable of becoming a nurse. Right. So that's one of the things I encourage in my book is for young kids to believe in themselves. And so that's why I share my story. Okay. Okay, then. Um, Once again, Nurse Lala. I want you to tell everybody uh, how they can get in touch with you, how, that, how they can uh, um, buy your products and gain your services. So uh, go ahead and illustrate that again for the audience. Okay, so my website is www.medsurgnursingllc.com. I'm also Nursing LLC on Instagram. I'm nurse.lala on my personal Instagram and TikTok if you want to follow me over there. And then as far as my professional development courses, I have those linked in my profile. Um, If they're not on both um, links, then I'll make sure that it it is today, whether you go on MedSearch Nursing or my personal page. But they're in my link tree I mean, you just look for professional development courses and that's where those will be. And so I am giving away to one of your followers free access to the resume workshop. So I'll let you solicit from your followers who and select who you want that to be. And you just let me know. And then I also want to give you a gift. One of my books, I'm going to send your girls. You mentioned you have girls. So I want to send them a copy. I know they're younger. They may not completely understand, but it'll be something that they can use in the future. So you just send me your, your mailing information and I'll get that to you. Okay. Oh man. Hey, you just warm my heart. I actually had thought about last week doing a coloring book or like black little girl. Oh. And um, you saying that, it just come full circle. Hey, if you send me one, you got to send me two. I got two little girls. Oh, you got hey. two. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, because send I do have activities um, in there. So yes, I'll, I'll send you two. Let me make yeah, sure yeah, I send. write that down because I'll forget yeah. the time. I, I'm going to be sending off books at the end of the week. Um, I got you. And uh, also for... Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and give that to the scholarship recipient, Miss Kayla Davis. She just graduated. Okay. She was the one I mentioned. And yeah. um, that she, it, that I think that'll be right on time. She's getting ready for the in-class, but at the same time, you need to get your resume together. So yes. that'll be that'll be right on time for her. Yeah. So um, I, um, I just want to tell you, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Also, also um, 
I want to tell you, thank you for having some ambition. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of Black women that I know do not have that fire or passion on the inside to start their own business. It's a big undertaking. And so um, I just want to tell you to keep going. Don't allow anything or any circumstances or anybody to uh, discourage you. What you're doing is a, is a blessing. Uh, I, I wish more, more Black people would do it just on the basis of business is the activity of life. If you're not in the in the game of business, you can't really demand out of this world what you want out of it. So I just want you to, um, you know, in those moments of adversity, you know, just keep it moving. And when you go out hiking, take your stick or something. <laughs> so don't don't then I don't want nothing to happen to you. So oh. go ahead and take yeah, take your stick and uh and go out there and enjoy your life whenever you get a chance to. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, no, that. No problem. And so uh for those that are that are lis- listening in, I want you to listen to this this uh episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family members. And hey, you've been locked into another episode of Understand the Nursing Game podcast.